All right, because three is a crowd. I'm here today once again. End of the year. We're almost there with Kelly. How's it going, Kelly? It's so close. It's so far. So close so far, but we did listen to 35 episodes this year. I can't believe we've gone another year. I know. Sign on the window. So in general, what I mean, year one was probably just kind of like a weird, what the hell are we even doing hanging out? Year two, we definitely focused more on the songs than we did on just kind of like hanging out. Where do you, where does it fall? What did you prefer? Season one, season two? I think we learned a lot last year. I think we (laughs) laid the foundation. We learned our limits. Oh, yeah. True. Uh, We definitely learned our limits. That there's something to be said about being overly ambitious, which is something that we certainly were. And uh, I mean, if you're listening, you know that there was less content this year, but hopefully better, higher quality content. Higher quality. It's all about quality. Better mics, better. Uh, in the blockhouse, no more bunker. You know, we left the bunker to go to the blockhouse. So these songs do uh, coalesce with that. We also had weird events like the summer sl- slide in, fun time slide into summer. <laughs> sure. Extravaganza. I think that's right. That sounds right. Something like that. That is, sounds like something I would say. So hopefully in, in season three, we don't have so many weird non-events and we kind of like, you know, know when we're going on vacation and plan for it accordingly. That kind of Ooh, stuff. Wow. Foresight. Foresight and planning. Strange. Um, so we're here today to just kind of go over season two. Uh, season one, we went over a lot more. We also went over like what it was like to have a podcast. So you can go back to season one shit and listen to that if you're still there or haven't really listened to a lot. Um, I don't think that there's a whole lot of insights into another year of podcasting. It's more an act of attrition. We have a set number of songs. We're trying to attack them. We will never really, we still have 436 songs left uh, <laughs> before we start season three. So it's oh. almost an impossible number. So instead of focusing on that, we just kind of take the songs as they come. Whereas season one, I think we just, there was so much flux. We just had so many songs and then I would ca- call them because I realized that they were dumb or they were instrumentals. We learned a whole lot, and so I feel like we're on a a nice path going forward. But we did listen to uh, a significantly less number of albums than last year Mm -hmm. and less songs just in general, but still, I think, some pretty interesting trends. So if you want to listen to that, we do have an episode about this last year. But this year, Kelly, we listened to 35 songs. Do you think season one or season two was better in terms of music, just straight up? Well, I got to tell you that I don't remember any of the songs we listened to last year. So I'm going to say that all I can remember is my favorite song from last year, which is Song to Woody. Song to Woody. And I think that my favorite song this year is better than Song to Woody. Gotcha. So I would say, based on that, season two is better. But I, I don't feel like it's true because I really liked our first couple of songs, our very first couple of songs. Yeah, yeah. Honest With Me is a great oh, song. Yeah, yeah. I think we really I started- I Want to Be Your Lover, yeah. Tangled Up in Blue. Yeah, I think that- Cold Iron's Bound? I mean... Yeah, I think last year might have been better. And we had just had more songs, too. So I think last year may have been better for song selection, but... It's um, true. I mean, just for a quick reminder, just our, our quick like t- top tens, just kind of the songs that we had last year. Ring the Bells, Tangled Up, um, I Dreamed I Saw St. Augustine, Woody, Hard Times in New York Town, Talking John Birch, Seven Curses was your number two. Mm-hmm. Um, a Ballad of Hollis Brown, I Shall Be Free, I Want You, I Want to Be Your Lover, as we said. So there, there was a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of songs from the 1960s. So I think we have a sort of different thing here. General trends this year uh, that I've noticed is I am pretty predictable. Um, I've wanted to try to be different than I am, but I'm very partial to songs. And I realize when I'm going through my rankings how partial I am. So I would say that I have not been impartial, and I'm a little bit angry about that, but I can't 
stop myself. And also I picked a lot of songs that have really strong performances by vocal performances by Bob Dylan. Um, so I don't want to be one of those people that gets on his voice, but like when he's on, he's so good. It hurts. Um, your trends that I noticed is that you are not into the 1970s yet. <laughs> and, uh, and poor infidels gets buried, uh, in the 1980s, just sort of the muck that we had to go through with empire burlesque. Um, so before we even start with the songs, I want to go ahead and uh, get it out of the way right now. Cause everybody's waiting with bated breath. Kelly, we listen to two albums this year. <laughs> um, give me the one and two best album, worst album, shock America go. Okay, well, I didn't even remember what we listened to, so uh, this is this, this is going to be very shocking to America. So I I would say mm. that Highway so sixty one revisited classic album number number four of all time Rolling Stone, wow, considered one of the greatest albums ever created. Uh, is is you're saying it's better? I, I'm just I'm just saying it. I'm just saying the title of it. Is it better or worse than Empire Burlesque? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> can you make an argument i think i mean I, you did just say the rolling stone thing but well but you know are they i mean what are they are they the arbiters of anything let's go ahead and we're gonna table that we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna table what the better record is and we'll kind of go from there i mean if we're judging album covers empire burlesque mm. wins well but listen by but listen highway 61 he's got that purple jacket on too Oh, that's that one with his like where he's sitting on the oh, on, on the, the stoop or whatever. Which I mean, purple jacket is so. Mm. I that I mean that alone. I think that that cover is so strange and weird. Yeah. I'd like to know about the the meaning of the photograph with you and the wearing of triumph T-shirt. What was you gonna know about it? Well, I'd like to know if that that's an equivalent photograph. It means something. It's got a philosophy in it. And I'd like to know. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to know visually what it represents to you because you're a part of that. Um, I haven't really looked at it that much. I don't really even... I've thought about it a great deal. I, it was just taken one day when I was sitting on the steps, you know. I, I don't, uh, I don't really remember any very too much about it. Well, what about the motorcycle as an image in your, in your songwriting? You seem to like that. Oh, we all like motorcycles to some degree. I do. All right, before we get into the pluses and the minuses and everything about how your rankings for all the songs we listen to and my rankings uh, go head to head, you, I kind of forgot about this, but you had a really specific way of judging these songs. Anybody who listens to our other podcast, If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, will know that Kelly loves tried and true (laughs) set categories. Sensical, obvious categories right that you can then input and create a number out of right um it's making sense how I, else do you rank something how else do you rank something <laughs> uh not arbitrarily like i do but this is this is science as yeah. i said last year and as i will say forever so kelly walk us through the science of we're not going to go super deep on, into it but you can find all that information at our website sotwpod.com but more on that later kelly tell us about your scientific bob dylan rankings the only way to know how much you like the song is to break it down into five very logical, easy to understand categories. First being gut instinct. How much I like the song. Just right off the bat. The higher the number, the more I like the song. Pretty straightforward. And all of these are out of easy. 10 for a total of 50 at the end, right? Nice. Level of boredom. So this is going to be a reversed score, meaning if it's a one, that means it was super boring and I don't like it. And if it was a 10, it was really good and enjoyable. Lyrical content. 
this could be either like what he's actually saying, did it move me, mm. or how I even like the way that he delivered the words, which shouldn't count, but it does because I can do whatever I want. And that's going to be a theme throughout this. So just go yeah. ahead and say it. you don't have a song specific end. where you can. Uh... <laughs> yeah. uh, it's my life better having listened to this song. I think that's wise. That's, that is on par with what we tried to get to in the last maybe five or six episodes of this yeah. show. And something to remember, that's kind of the whole point we wanted to bring to this Dylan conversation is these songs are like 60 years old, some of them 50, 60 years old. How much better are we listening to them? So yeah, and I and what I'm also taking into account is the historical significance. Like especially when he covers old songs, it's like oh, well, that gave me an opportunity to look at where the song came from and learn a little bit about history. And yeah. I think that even though it's not necessarily because Bob Dylan did that song, but because we're listening to Bob Dylan, I was now able to do that. So I think that counts. Uh, a rage feeling towards Bob Dylan. Now this is again one might think arbitrary, but it's a very <laughs> common sense feeling type of situation so one is like you're seething a 10 is right yeah bad. that's gonna be okay. reverse ranking too the lower the the more hate the I higher i don't see the a whole hate. lot of ones uh if i'm being honest i don't see any ones at all yeah well because i there wasn't anything that he did that was so egregious this year that i mm. noticed i'm waiting for a ballad in plain d or whatever because oh, yeah. that's gonna get i mean i'm surprised one. sarah i'm sure it's low but it, i'm surprised it's not uh not a one or two no not a one or two but so that's what i'm doing Whenever I, I'm ranking, each one gets 10, total is going to be out of 50. Obviously. So any like weird trends you saw or any songs that maybe ranked high in your numbers, but you don't remember them being that good, but you look at them individually and you're like, oh. Yeah, that happened a lot when I was actually going back through and ranking them all. A lot of them got 36, Like, and I, I had a doctor the cook oh. the books a little bit no to, to not have all of them that. 36 yeah. over and over again um so but i mean and when there's a tie you gotta you know yeah, yeah. you but you worked on the 36 and yeah. cut them down yeah um but just because a song was the best doesn't mean i liked it the most how yeah. could that happen well as the aforementioned ranking system laid out clearly just because i didn't personally love the song doesn't mean that it doesn't have merit that it didn't mean something that it wasn't worth something so. interesting yeah, and I think that's that's a wise thing, too. Like, even if the song is not inherently, like... Well, I mean, this week, I mean, we do this every week, and I think band month was important. I think it was night three, you were like, I'm not into this. I just, I didn't have a good week. I didn't enjoy this. I didn't want to listen to this. And I think it's tough out there when you listen to this podcast, because if you're just popping it up out of nowhere, and you're expecting some, like, historical deep dive, like, you're going to get a little bit from me with mm -hmm. the context. But for the most part, we're talking about the week that we listen to it and what right. the world is bringing in on it. So it's really, it's tough, you know, and some of the songs can, can be more important that you might not have liked at all, but really resonate in 2018 or maybe vice versa. It's like, Oh, this song is so in the past. And I think that does color how we feel about them. I, I think that was interesting to find out that it wasn't, even though I knew that it was not a one-to-one -one, just because I like the song means that it was the best one. So I'm trying to be, as unbiased as possible. I like it. I like it. Well, I think it's in, I think it's a good time to go ahead and go into the pluses and minuses. So I'm going to start where I started last year, and I'm going to start, obviously, going forward. So I use my rankings as a control group where uh, a plus or a minus is basically your... If you're putting it higher than me, it's a plus. And if it's a minus, then you're putting it below me. So it's important to note that there's a lot of songs that you and I are pretty keen on. Um, so... In the plus or minus three points, which is kind of the, the standard, um, we have a lot in common. Um, up to me, Isis, Went to See the Gypsy, we're within two points of one another. Now, those are really high songs, like Up to Me and Isis are in our top tens, mm -hmm. and Went to See the Gypsies in our 20s. Songs that you have ranked just a little bit higher than me, Subterranean Homesick Blues, Spirit on the Water, Watching the River Flow, 
bring me a little water. So basically three songs about water. You like <laughs> two times better than I do. Uh, we we tied on we tied on four songs this year. We tied on Hard Times, which is pretty low on our list. Soon after midnight, number sixteen, I think. I don't believe you. She acts like we never have met. Um, I think that was fifteen. And uh, our number one, Boots of Spanish Leather, uh, for both of us, number one. Oh, I'm sailing away, my own true love. I'm sailing away in the morning Here's something I can send you from across the sea From the place that I'll be landing So Kelly, let's look at the pluses. So beyond the plus three sort of average between you and I, there were also songs that you thought higher of than I did. So let's start with the single digits for that, and then we'll look at the ones that you thought lesser of than I did, because I am, again, the control group. So you thought higher of Things Have Changed in Black Diamond Bay by four points. I had that at number 12 and number 15. You put it at number eight, number 11. So those were almost top 10 for you. And I think those songs are incredibly solid. I just didn't have them there. Uh, Tell Old Bill, I had it at number 18. You put it at number 13. So that was five difference. Um, number seven, these ones are pretty interesting. Uh, With God on Our Side, I had it at number nine, but you had it at number two. I sure did. Number two. So that um, that's not a big difference, you know, because they're both in the top 10, but seven points do separate that. Um, and then on the lower scale, what good am I? I had it at number 31 out of 33. You had it at number 24. So a pretty drastic swing there. Eight points separating you and I. Tombstone Blues, you had it at number three. I had it at number 11. Uh, Odds and Ends, I think we both really liked it, but I had it at 27. You had it at 19. And Shenandoah. I just, I like this song a lot, but man, it is such a weak point for me in the whole season. Uh, you had it at uh, number 25 and I had it at number 33. I mean, that sounds like a mistake when you say it because I, I don't really like that song, but looking at everything below it, it fits. You're like, right. yeah, yeah, that's, that's about right. right. <laughs> to reverse that one, uh, four points separate us between someone's got a hold of my heart. Interestingly, you put someone's got a hold of my heart on here as well as, um, tight connection to my heart, which makes sense. I just didn't do that at first. So I was like, oh, scrambling before this episode. Um, I had tight connection at 24. You had it at 28. Uh, Shooting star, you had it at 29. I put it at 23. So that was six points different. Seven points separate us between senor. I put it at 13. You at 20. And tight connection to my heart. You put that one second to last, 33. I had it at 26. So again, they're really low. The low ones kind of don't matter. I think it's more interesting when the it's like... You know, last year, my number one was uh, Ring Them Bells, and you had it like fucking nine, you know, 20 oh, yeah. or something like that, and that's a huge difference. And then we had nine points separating us between Pan Blood, uh, which I had in the top 10, and Born in Time, uh, which again is not a great song. You put that as your last Absolutely. Song, and I had it at number 25. So those are those are the single digits, maybe. They're not so, um, not so strange, but then we get into the big ones. So the songs that I think were the most divisive are the ones that are 10 points or more separating. Uh, so we'll start with the plus. We'll start with yours. Uh, 10 points separate us between Walking Down the Line and Sarah. <laughs> y- you put Walking Down the Line at number 10. 
That was in your top 10. It's so fun. It's a great song. I love it a lot. I put it at 20 because I think everything else above it is so strong. Uh, you put Sarah at 22. I need I need you to answer for that. Why? You think she should be lower? I put it at 32 of 34. <laughs> I mean, it's an abysmal song. And it, it's been the butt of our joke for this. Uh, but it's been the joke of the show. Uh, for the entire year mm-hmm. I understand the merits and I'm sure I almost know what you're going to say but like why did that so- why is that song better than all the rest that you put it above I mean we're talking went to see the gypsy which I think all, right off the bat you're like what uh, what good am I yeah put it down there Shenandoah watching the river flow we're not even going to touch Joker man uh, someone's got a <laughs> hold of my heart shooting star <laughs> Hard Times, License to Kill, not going to touch that either. Bring Me a Little Water, Tight Connection, Born in Time. All of those to you are worse than Sarah. I've only got Bring Me a Little Water and Shenandoah as worse than Sarah. And I could make the case for Shenandoah, not even being a Dylan song, to be above Sarah. Well, let's uh, let's go to the tape, shall we? Oh, yes. I, yeah, here we go. This is what the tape is for. <laughs> and by tape, I mean my, my ranking. So the way it broke down... Uh, it got the lowest tied for lowest with four in rage towards Bob Dylan, which could have been lower. But again, I do what I want. This is and- like Joyce. <laughs> uh, the- Sarah gets five points for showing up. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Honestly, the the lyrics, if it weren't coming out of him and knowing that it was like this desperate plea, they're they're fine. So I didn't really like. I don't know. Again, I just think everything are lesbians. And I imagine like Brandy Carlisle or somebody singing this song and then it's okay. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, so the lyrics on their own are okay. But what really, really saves this song mm. is Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like almost cause I put it on to, to rank all these. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was already in my head. I was like, Oh, this is going to be next to last. And I was like that motherfucking violin. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to do it. I'm sorry. I just, I would rather listen to this song. A million times more than I would want, rather listen to. Let's see. Uh, yeah. What good am I? No. Uh, Born in Time? Yeah. The last well, one? Sure. Fucking worst. So, yeah. God. License I mean, to Kill too. They're all so silly. They're all so silly. I like you holding firm on that. <laughs> so, yeah. That's right. Despite how much shit we talk about Sarah, <laughs> I still think it's better than a lot of other songs we listen well, to. Well, everybody remember this day. <laughs> this day where Sarah beat out License this definitely <laughs> won't ever come up again. Don't Never worry. gonna come up again. Sarah, oh Sarah, Scorpio Sphinx in a calico dress. Sarah, oh Sarah, you must forgive me my unworthiness. So then let's uh, flip it on my side. So, um, 11 points separate you and I from shelter from the storm. I had it at number 10. You had it at number 21. Again, this is the 1970s for you being a general trend. You just were not having shelter from the storm. Come in. She said, I'll give you. Oh yeah. That sounds great. You put it at 21. Oh, (laughs) I mean, again, the system is infallible. So it is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a great example then. Of a song that is actually really great and yeah. you love, but the rankings don't see it through well, completely. Well, let's take a look at that real quick. Yeah, what, yeah let me, let's let's. So as far as how much I liked it, because it, ranking-wise, it was down there. What did you say? Uh, you had a number 21. So it's not yeah. so down, It's but it's middle of but the But I gave it a seven on the like scale. Seven is pretty high, yeah. considering some of them are very much not seven. Yeah. So I don't know. 
Also, you know? I've immediately contradicted myself because the reason that I think I marked this down so low is because I didn't like that Bob Dylan treats women as just like these things. Oh, like but, Sarah, but, but Sarah. But Sarah. Like, but Sarah is just great. <laughs> so again, everything is infallible. Anything that comes out of my mouth is correct because I do whatever I want. Uh, so I just fun. wish. I, I want to say see the tape. I wish I had more of Sarah <laughs> straight in front of me. Uh, I believe uh, nymphs are involved. All sorts of nonsense. Mystical beauty, something. Oh, God, yeah. Mystical yeah. beauty. That's Mystical you... beauty, love of my life. Yeah. Uh, no, shelter from the storm. Even if this dude wants shelter in a woman, we've all been there. What he does to Sarah, putting her on a weird pedestal, like just to like show off in front of her when it gets recorded. No, that's <laughs> horrible. That's horrible. Yes. Uh, so, yes. So that is, uh, again, infallible. Totally correct. <laughs> Nobody needs to question it. That's right. Uh, 12 off, uh, going back to your side, you put Dreaming of You at number five. I love the song. I think it's amazing, but I think the rest of them are, are too strong. I put it at 17, but I genuinely love Dreaming of You, and I think it's one of the best um, of the Bootleg Series Volume 8 Telltale Signs, um, and, and one of the best unreleased Bob Dylan songs, period. And I think they agreed, too. Columbia put that out as a signal, a single one that came out in 2008, so... Really great. I mean, I picked that one because, as we talked about, I think on the the episode, it was just the how modern it sounded. It's, yeah, it just it sounded nothing like anything, unlike anything else we'd covered so far. Just of, it sounded like an indie band, and I thought that was really yeah. cool. I oh, and I think this goes good. back to like Cold Iron's Bound. I think you're really gonna like the Time Out of Mind cuts because <laughs> they do sound very modern. And again, I think that's Lanois. And Seventeen's pretty low. And I look at it now, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. Out of thirty three, that's middle. But we can't change the past, Daniel. She said you can't repeat the past. I said you can't. What do you mean you can't? Of course you can't. You can't do it. <laughs> and then to fi- final final with you, um, we were thirteen off on on the road again. You put it at number nine. I put it at number twenty two. I put it at twenty two because it's it's one of the weakest songs on bringing it all back home. And um, but if you're just looking at the songs that we have, I understand why you'd put it high because that era is Bob Dylan as we've mythologized. So to get, we only had you know, a few of those wild Mercury songs. So to put that in a top 10 makes a lot of sense, but I know that what is the rest of it on that album. Mm. It, this is just a minor song. The final two for the minuses. Um, we were 17 off for see that my grave is kept clean. You put it at number 12. I had it at number 29. It's a good song. Uh, it's the only one we had from Bob Dylan, his first with the, record. The covers, mm-hmm. because I didn't really know what to too. do with them. Yeah. I think you take them on merit. Yeah. We both, uh, Hard Times was one that we tied on. We both put it, I think, at number 30, if I'm not mistaken. So it was low, but we both thought that's a solid 30 uh, of 34. Bring Me a Little Water sucked. Yeah. Like we heard other versions of it 30 seconds long that were better than that. Mm-hmm. And that's my that's my least favorite. I mean, you were we were only two off for that. Yeah. You put it at 32 instead of 34. I put it at the end. So Yeah, that was really compared sucked. to the other versions. I forgot that Tell Old Bill is not actually Tell Old Bill because all I could hear was Dave Van Rock singing to me and I was like that's amazing. And I was like, "Oh wait, that's a completely different song." It Never is. mind. And Tell Old Bill we were off by 5. You know, you put it at 13, I put it at 18. Uh, but I really like that and I think that us listening to the sessions was one of the best moments of season 2. That was such an amazing uh, experience that was something I had never done before, um, so that was great, and I hope for more of that in season three. And then the biggest, the biggest difference, and the one that I cannot reconcile, we were twenty four off, twenty four off for two songs: Joker Man <laughs> and License to Kill. You put Joker Man at twenty seven. Yes. <laughs> you put License to Kill at thirty one. Mm-hmm. 
I had License to Kill as my seventh best song of the year. I had Joker Man as my third best song of the year. And I stand by that because it's true. You hate infidels and you hate the 1980s. I do. So Explain much. Yourself. I just like, oh. the second Joker Man started, it's all like, whoa. And I just can't. But, but again, let's go back to sad. <laughs> it's not as bad. But again, as... this is scientific and we cannot... We cannot talk about it. Is that right? <laughs> we can't change the past. She said you can't repeat the past. I said you can't. What do you mean you can't? Of course you can. I mean, where Joker Man and License to Kill both um, got hit the hardest on my ranking system is um, how much I just liked it off the bat, which again yeah. goes to the thing that I just screamed and uh, how boring I thought they were. Well, and Infidels I mean, famously has not the not great production values. Uh, I think Joker Man was a really great episode, and we got to watch the video too, mm-hmm. which does add a little bit to it. Oh, I was thinking about that too, and I was like, yeah, yeah it was definitely get trouble for that too. Wow. That, and that, for me, that's a huge plus. That's a <laughs> it's a number three, or that, and that's that's one of my favorite songs of all time. So that's, that's Sorry, man. <laughs> Okay, uh, before we get to our top tens, where we can kind of just kind of gab about the ones that we really like, I just want to go decade by decade, and I just want to kind of go backward. Obviously, we're going to be prejudiced for the 60s and 70s because his output is so large. So obviously, working backwards is going to work well for us. But I just want to kind of go through the decades and see how we thought of it. Where did we put um, them? As I just said, obviously, the 1980s are low for you which is funny because i hate the 80s but yet these two songs are two of my favorite songs of all time but if we started in the 2010s we had two songs off of tempest this year which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. we started with pan blood which i love that song to death and we also listened to soon after midnight which is our great murder bob song uh we both agreed 16 for soon after midnight and you put 15 for pan blood so obviously this kind of sits right in the middle i put pan blood at number six i I still think it's a classic dylan track and will be one of the ones we remember if only for i study my life (laughs) daddy and shop yeah it's fantastic so the 2010s we both were pretty enthused about i think we're ready for more for more tempest i mean that really tempest is the only 2010 we listened to triplicate last year Mm. um and we don't have any of the singles from um his two sinatra records um so it's kind of it yeah which is kind of kind of sucks actually so i'm glad we got two of them and i there's a few more that are pretty good i guess i should have thrown that out there at the beginning all of these rankings are also taking to an account that bob is murder bob that mm. definitely plays in my rankings because it lyrically specifically, like if I'm taking it as what, however he intended. And if it wasn't him being a murderer, then the lyric ranking would tank. But right. it's so soon after midnight. Eyes. Yeah. No. It would be lower. It, not that because I don't like the song, but, but I am always envisioning it through the eyes of a murderer. So that's good. Yeah. And Sarah, I just want to, <laughs> oh. Sarah gets more for the like misogyny or like the, <laughs> Or is it also um, the murdery type of like stalking vibe? You know, I knew this was going to happen, yet I'm still surprised. Yeah, 2000s <laughs> we were pretty keen on. Um, we both uh, things have changed. I think things have changed is a really great song, but with such a strong lineup, I put it at number twelve. You put it at number eight. 
uh, which I think is totally deserved. As we said, tell little Bill, 18 for me, 13 for you. We also listened to Spirit on the Water. I had it at 19, you had it at 17, so definitely a minor track, but pretty solid. Murder I mean, the, those weren't so bad. I, a little, but it was like that one Murder Bob after like seven verses, because that was one of our longest songs of the year at seven minutes. Uh, the 90s, we had three songs. We had Born in Time, which you put as your last song, your, your worst. Uh, we listened to Hard Times, which, again, I don't think either of us really knew what to do with it because I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that episode, and I liked talking about Stephen Foster. Yes. Yeah. But, alas, you know, covers are tough. They're not going to do well in general. But I, I think Hard Times is actually not bad. I, I 30 is rough on, on a on a scale of 1 to 34, but I actually think that's probably the most listenable song once you get past 25. Like, mm. I would recommend that. I, I like that song a lot. It just, it's not an original, so it automatically loses. And then Dreaming of You, we both uh, put relatively, I put it kind of in the middle, but again, you put it at number five. So the 90s, pretty low for us uh, in general. Uh, the 1980s, we had, again, Joker Man and License to Kill, of course. Tight Connection and Someone's Got a Hold of My Heart. We both chose Someone's Got a Hold of My Heart over Tight mm. Connection. We um, Have you thought more about the rankings for Highway 61 Revisited and Empire? Or we're, we're going to save that. Oh, yeah. I am still, I just over. need more information. More right. data. Good, good. We'll, <laughs> data we'll keep necessary. adding it in and we'll put it into your machine and it'll, it'll be good. <laughs> I can't wait to find out which one's better. Uh, Shenandoah, that was a... You know, that was our first episode for the, the slide into summer. Where I famously thought that it was talking about a river and only a river. In New Zealand. In New Zealand. Yes, because that would make a lot of sense. Uh, we, we had that one pretty low. And what good am I? Unfortunately, um, also not that great. Oh, yeah. So we'll probably be done with No Mercy before anything else. So now we're getting to the meat of it. 1970s, we had nine tracks in total. Um, from Self Portrait, which is 1970, we had Bring Me a Little Water. Uh, mm. That was on just the sessions. So on the Bullock series, volume 10, uh, new morning, we had, t- uh, one song went to see the gypsy. We both 21, 22. So we were really close on that. Watching the river flow was a single from 1974, 28, 26. Again, we didn't really care that much about it. Um, what's interesting though, is blood on the tracks. Um, this year, of course, more blood, more tracks came out as mm-hmm. a bootleg series, volume 14, which we'll talk about on our top 20. You know, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it on our show, but up to me. Number two for me, number four for you. Um, I think one of Dylan's strongest songs, and especially with the Bootleg Series Volume 14, it's a it's a shame, honestly, <laughs> that we don't get to do this one again because the the data that we got from that album and how Up To Me came together, I think it's totally worth listening to. It's wonderful. And it kind of sucks that we already did that and we did Tangled Up In Blue. Like It just seems crazy to me mm. that we already did some of the greatest songs and to hear it being you know, sort of put together by Bob uh, in a cutting edge type of fashion. It's fascinating. So unfortunately we've already done up to me and shelter from the storm. Um, but, but maybe in the future when we talk about other songs, we can maybe listen to more of that, but we both, you know, shelter, you didn't like that much 21. Um, overall I had number 10 desire. We listened to three desire tracks, uh, black diamond Bay 15 and 11 for you, Sarah, not going to go back into that. <laughs> Probably the highest one. Isis number five for me, number seven for you. Yep. Uh, I, maybe that's a little bit biased in that we just kind of did it, but I also think it's, I think it's the strongest. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's Scarlet man kills it. And that in particular, and not only that, but the live versions we listened to mm-hmm. were just out of control. Whereas like the Sarah is pretty bad and black diamond Bay didn't even do so. Uh, and then we did, um, just recently too, senor, uh, 1978 street legal, I uh, had it at number 13. You had it at number 20. So pretty, 
pretty strong in the middle there. Uh, I think we both kind of enjoyed that song. And now we go to the 1960s. We had nine songs there as well. Um, we listened to his first album, uh, one song from it, See That My Grave Is Kept Clean. As we talked about, you put that way higher than I did. Walking Down the Line uh, was sort of an off track. It, it was just kind of on the bootleg series, volume one through three. With God on Our Side, you had it at number two. We both agreed that Boot to Spanish Leather was the best song. I Don't Believe You, 14. Uh, Subterranean Homesick Blues. We haven't even really talked about that. I put it at number eight. You put it at number six. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. Yeah, I think that um, all the ones from Music Video Month, even yeah. taking into consideration Joker Man, really just stuck with me a lot more just because I think we it's, I listen to them so much more yeah. you know, through watching the videos and everything and even just the parody videos for Sunder and mm-hmm. just hearing that over and over again really sticks in your head. Um, so you're saying that the slide into summer worked is in that when we got to summer, we were ready to go. That's right. Ready to watch the music videos. Music videos. Yeah. John is in a basement mixing up the medicine. I'm on a pavement thinking about the government. The man in a trench coat, bad job laid off. Says he's got a bad cough, wants to get it paid off. Look out, kid. It's something you did. And then uh, we listened to Blonde on Blonde, one song from Blonde on Blonde, uh, one of us must know sooner or later. I put it at number four. You put it at number 18. So that was a pretty um, sizable discrepancy between you and I. And we listened to one basement tape song in addition to the band month, which you can go and listen to and it is not ranked. Um, but I put odds and ends at number 27. It's in my head. A, it's a great song, but it's a minor song. And you put it at number 19. So I think the only place where it fails is the lyrics because it's silly. And it's silly. But it's, it's so catchy it, compared to a lot of the songs that I did not enjoy. It uh, definitely wasn't boring. No, it was not boring. It was not boring. So just to kind of reiterate once and for all for for season two, our top 10, uh, your top 10 were Boots of Spanish Leather as, at number one, number two with Gone on Our Side, number three, Tombstone Blues, number four, Up to Me, number five, Dreaming of You, number six, Subterranean Homesick Blues, number seven, Isis, number eight, Things Have Changed, number nine, On the Road Again, and number 10, Walking Down the Line. Any regrets? No. Sarah maybe should be like number three. (laughs) Yeah, I should have put that higher. No, I think that I... I think that's strong. Walking Down the Line has been one of my favorite songs, just like as a ditty to sing and like jangle to. But I guess when when I do these, I'm just like putting them on some Mount Olympus. And maybe that's not fair. You know, maybe I should put Walking Down the Line because I do like listening to that more than like Senor, but I have it much lower. Well, it's so much harder for you to take that out of it i know that you said you try to working to not bringing your own stuff into it, but how can you not yeah. and if anything that's constructive i mean mm. because i am the blank slate type of person true, but true. It, there's value in there's value in you having experience with all this yeah i mean when we do buffy it's the same thing it's like my rankings are always actually reflecting the whole show right your rankings are reflecting all of bob dylan's catalog true so even though you might want to try to box yourself into 35 songs. It's like, it's impossible. Yeah, you really can. And we do have full episodes on them. So like, if you really want to know what I think about walking down the line, it's like, you can always do that. I don't need to justify anything here. Although Sarah, again, I think people (laughs) listen to that and really be confused at why it gets so high. And my top 10 for the final is boots of Spanish leather. Number one, which we share up to me, Joker man. That's right. One of us must know sooner or later. Number five, ISIS. Number six, pay in blood. Number seven, License to Kill, number eight, Subterranean Homesick Blues, number nine, With God on Our Side, and number 10, Shelter from the Storm. So I think all in all, I mean, you give me a list of those 10, 
I tell you, that's a damn good season. Uh, same for you. Your top 10. Oh, yeah. So our 10s definitely killed it. Um, all right, Kelly, that's season two in the books. All of Bob Dylan's songs are done. These will be put away forever for us to remember fondly. Forget about and reference over and over and over again. Aren't you dying to know what album I think is better? Oh, God, I totally forgot. Yeah, let the people know. Highway 61 Revisited or Empire Burlesque. I mean... Uh, you're going to need... Do you need more time? Yeah. Okay. We will be back <laughs> February... The first week of February. We will... I mean, I guess we'll just get the answer then. Okay. Okay. So we'll see you then, first week of February. If you're missing us, you can go to our SoundCloud. You can go to Spotify. You can go to iTunes and a- Apple Podcasts. Everywhere. Stitcher. And you can listen to our back catalog or you can work your way through season one and listen to what we thought about these. If you're upset about Sarah's ranking, go back and use Kelly's words against her mm-hmm. um, and tweet at us. Yeah, tweet I encourage at her you to let her know. take snippets of the episode and be like, out of context. I've brought the tape for you. Yes, yes. Yeah, somebody <laughs> make a super cut of just how every terrible thing I said about this. <laughs> this should be zero and yet it somehow gets in the top 20. That seems. Uh, Wild. Mm-hmm. The wild is the right response. You can blame uh, Scarlett Rivera. I I think that's fair. <laughs> Don't blame Bob Dylan. Blame Scarlett Rivera. That's right. Um, yeah, we'll be back for season three. I'm excited. So um, if you haven't listened to our Christmas special, uh, or if you're listening to this in time, we're going to be coming out with our top 20 of the year like we did last year. So a lot of this stuff is familiar if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time. But of course, the one thing different from last time is that we have a Patreon now. You can go to patreon.com slash SOTWpod and give us a dollar. That'd be great. I mean, I really appreciate you listening. Thank yeah. you so much. And really, uh, as we talked about on our Christmas special, all of the reviews this year that we kind of didn't really, I mean, we're still new at this. We never thought anyone would ever listen. So when people <laughs> leave reviews or rankings or write us really, really nice emails, it's really cool. And I, I think we just, we, I think we pride ourselves that this is a working class podcast. We work full time. We do this in our off time. And so it's hard to respond to you. And, and I feel like we want to respond to you on the podcast. So keep sending it our way. And we're going to keep trying to get it out as we do the episodes. We try not to do them. You know, we don't stack them. We don't do anything like that. So we try to like, it really is almost real time. And I think that's what we're going to continue to do within a week or two of, of when they come out. So yeah. uh, it's been great. And so we'll see you. Um, we'll see you soon for our top 20 of 2018 and then we will see you in february for season three of sun in the window the brand new song with a brand new song and it's badass we'll see you then bye bye